It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Welcome one and all to game time here on a Tuesday morning. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Ah, lots to talk about today. This is a this is actually a really big week. Uh now, because of some I don't know, some bickering, I guess is the probably the best word to put it. This becomes uh this becomes a really big week. And, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Let's go around the horn and check in. Ward, how are we? Outstanding. Garrett? I'm good. Yeah. So Ward with uh with Major League Baseball not being able to to you know, to sing "Kumbaya" and love one another. The the opening day of baseball got pushed back. So this week, you have the national championship game last night. Well, if actually you had the the women's national championship game on Sunday night, the men's national championship game on Monday night. Masters begins the Masters golf tournament begins on Thursday, and Major League Baseball will also open on Thursday. So it, it has because of the the conflict in baseball. This has become. A really, really big week in sports, and it's fun. Oh yeah, uh, you normally get excited this time of year because you've already got baseball under your belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the national championship behind you, but it's Augusta, yeah, and that's the big story. Well, this week we've got three or four big stories standing out in front of us. It's a great week for sports. Yep. Everybody have fun watching the game last night. Absolutely, terrific oh, yeah. game, huh? Terrific game. I felt like I, I felt like I've watched it before. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But yeah, it was a really fun game. I mean, you, you you saw that North Carolina thing once before, didn't you? A little bit, yeah. Might have seen that against Baylor. And, and the speed in which Kansas erased that fifteen point deficit was unbelievable. I mean, I kept going, North Carolina, get a get a look. They couldn't even get a clean look. No. You know, trying to stymie the run. But, uh, and then we, I'm like, okay, Kansas is, you know, Kansas may win this thing by 15 the way that they're going right now. But then all of a sudden, North Carolina throws on the brakes. And, 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 here we, and then we got into a knockdown drag out. And that became fun. Now, the game wasn't played in the 80s like, you know, like a lot of us thought, you know. Now, they came out of the box like they were going to play it in the 80s. I mean, wow. I mean, it was up and down the floor. Uh, But eventually some defense set in and, you know, it was it was some good stuff. So, Ward, what was your first thought? When Baycott rolled the ankle again with what thirty four, thirty five seconds, yeah, they were done. Yeah, they. I, I told I told Garrett this morning. I said the, the, you immediately knew what North Carolina. I mean, uh, what uh, what Kansas was going to do. Mm-hmm. They were going down low into the paint and dare somebody to stop McCormick because they couldn't. No, not with him gone. They couldn't, and so they stretched that lead from one to three, and that was huge in the end because. They had a North Carolina had a couple of opportunities, but they were you know they were they were shooting threes, uh, in instead of you know running a play and trying to get it inside and and score. But uh, end of the day, great game. 
great game, competitive game. And, you know, the one thing that there was a lot of discussion about was uh, would they be, you know, would they have enough in the tank? Well, I think they answered that. Yeah, I wasn't – look, and I understand where that was coming from, but at the same time, it wasn't like this was a overtime game we saw last year, you know, with Gonzaga and UCLA yeah. where, with all the energy. And coming into this, you knew you, – there was so, we talked all day yesterday about the Roy Williams factor. There was so much on the line. I don't think that that game with Duke really carried over into this matchup at all. For me, it was, a, it was simple. If that would have been a game in February where you played Duke and won and then you had Wake Force in a couple of days, okay, I get it. But the national championship was on the line. <laughs> so, I, 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 and, they came, and they came out. And, and you can talk about all the other outside stuff. That's for us. For those players, it was about winning a championship. And look, they came close. And Kansas wins their what fourth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's right. And self self his second. Mm-hmm. Big Twelve back to back. I mean, there's you know, those those are some pretty cool storylines. So we'll get into that today. We'll get into that today. Uh when does Tiger officially say yes or no? I don't know. He had a great round yesterday. Yeah, they uh, Freddie Couple said that he was really really good. Now, the question is, under the mental stress of playing in a major and all the other things that go into it, walking 72 holes, does his body, can his body hold up walking, you know, four rounds of major golf? What is the point of walking there? Like, you have the technology. Why wouldn't you just get in a cart and roll out? I don't get it. It's not the way the PGA does it. Nope. And, you know, it's golf was, I guess, designed to walk. Now, I would tell you this. There was, if you'll remember, Ward, a few years ago, there was a uh, a young man that had some medical issues, and he, uh, through the court system, I believe, was allowed to, to use a, a golf cart. But these guys walk. These gals walk. Uh, walking is, is a part of it. I don't know. I mean, does it make them – a better player or, you know, if, if, you know, would the scores be different if, if they were a little more fresh for riding instead of what? I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. Well, I mean, what, you, you, Me, I you're mean, right. Just, well, just I mean, well you make a great point. <laughs> Not that I'm a big fan of, of instant replay and review, but we have instant replay and review because technology Ooh. says, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree. But he, the point being that, Technology says, "Hey, why don't you just get? Any, could we play faster?" Well, that's my thing. Like, if 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 you just rode in a golf cart like any other golf course, this wouldn't even be a, a topic of discussion, right? Like, he would just be playing. If you're talking about Tiger, he'd pop out of the cart and <laughs> grab a five iron and <laughs> whack it away and get back. I don't know. Would will we ever see a day in the PGA or 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 a USGA event where? They're allowed to ride. I mean, Good question. I don't know. I mean, I hope not. I, me too. I mean, there's. I, I'm. I'm pretty much a traditionalist, but you know, leave it to the young whippersnapper hey, to, to bring. I just have questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I've never really. I don't know. I've never really given out a ton of thought. Uh, 
Maybe maybe you can jump in on the CNC Collision Center text line. Tell us, would you like to see players be able to ride? Should there be exemptions for certain players like an injury that allows them to ride instead of walk? Uh, I don't know. Interesting, but I would like to, I, I, I'm, I mean, look, I, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know if he's gonna if he's gonna play. I'm sure he will. At this point, I mean, he's already put it out there. He's he's like Ward said. He's he was on the course yesterday. I'm sure he'll play. I hope. But you know, just because he played well, he he may have you know he may have after he got through practicing and everything and 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 got back to his his house. You know, the, most of those guys you know rent houses or whatever. You know, the the recovery time, I, I don't know. I mean, again, this is pretty remarkable, Ward, that he is even attempting this. I mean, <laughs> there was it wasn't that long ago. You know, I, I, look, he held a press conference when he talked about the doctors discussing, you know, removing the leg, and 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 now we're talking about Tiger playing. In the Masters, and there was a conversation this morning, and I think it was a. I think it's. A, I think it's worth discussing. Is would Tiger play because he loves the Masters golf tournament, wants to play in the Masters, or does Tiger? The only way Tiger plays is because Tiger thinks he can win the Masters golf tournament, and I think it's door number two. I don't think he's interested in just participating and getting the ribbon. <laughs> you know, I, I, that guy is about winning. So if he didn't think he can win, would he play? Uh, I think it's more of how his body feels than anything else right now. I mean, I, yeah, he's he's not going out there just, just to be part of the field. There's no doubt. I mean, if he's going out there, he's going out there to win it. Uh, but it it I think it does have a lot to do with the health and, you know, how he feels and you know, can he swing the club comfortably and and feel like that that does give him a chance? Because if he if he feels like that, you know, he's injured a little bit or he's just not at his at his best, then he doesn't feel like that he can win it. And it, so I think they go hand in hand. I agree. I, I don't think he's going out there just to say, "Hey, look, I'm back." Uh, I think he's, "Hey, look, you better watch out. <laughs> I've won this thing five times." Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't unless he feels like that you know that he can play at at a Tiger level, which is different than everybody else in the PGA. I don't I don't. He's got a couple of days to decide. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I, but I was kind of hoping that he would have some kind of announcement or something, you know, that that, that says, "Hey, I'm in." All right. Uh, and then, as we mentioned, Thursday is the start of Major League Baseball, and the Rangers will begin on Friday. And Texas will begin in Toronto. And we'll have the game on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. So keep that in mind. Uh, the uh, The goal is to get as many Ranger games here on ESPN Central Texas as possible. But when we have conflicts, then uh, you'll be able to hear them over on Fox Sports Central Texas. So keep that in mind. That So you'll for you Ranger fans, a couple of different frequencies here on ESPN. Central Texas, and then also over on Fox Sports Central Texas. And I think it's a 5.30 pregame yes. with a uh, 6.05 first pitch on Friday night. Is that yeah, you? That's me. <laughs> so you know I know. you know the game time. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Which stinks. 
you want a day game to start the Absolutely. season. Absolutely. I, I could I, I looked at that and went, what what is going on? I said the same thing. Why isn't that a why isn't that a two oh five first pitch? Should be a two oh five first pitch. Or noon. Yeah. yeah. One of the two. Uh why isn't that a day game? Opening day should be a day game. There's no doubt. But we're not playing in America, so that's <laughs> no, – It also should be a national holiday. Yeah, I agree with that too. Kids should be out of school. And they had a great point again. I was listening, driving in this morning. Final thought, and, and I really do want to get into this a little bit, and I know TV rules the world. Mm-hmm. But for the love of Pete, you, te- you, you, you teed off last night at 820. On the East Coast, it's 920. Games ending around midnight. How are you going to grow the sport? How are you going to get kids in, 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 in engaged in in watching these these games if at halftime you got to send them to bed because school the next day? Why wasn't that a seven oh five tip off? It should have been. Hey, don't I mean, ask me. It, is there I agree. Anything logical about a nine twenty Eastern t- uh, tip off? No, not at all. Mm-mm. Nothing. I mean, other than you made sure that you were so deep into prime time for, for ratings purposes, I guess. But for the love of Pete, it's you got to play the games where the, where the next generation can see them. You know, same thing with, with, the, with the World Series when you're playing weeknight games. You've got to get that game going. So, anyway, uh, a couple of thoughts for you. And uh, we'd love to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. Let's check the weather forecast this morning. And the weather forecast is brought to you by our good friends at Alliance Bank of Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Get ready for a very hot day here across our area. Matter of fact, with all the sunshine today, we should top out at 92 degrees, which will be a new record, breaking the old record of 90 set back in 1967. Clear skies tonight. We drop to 57, and then tomorrow with the front moving through, mostly sunny skies, but it will be cooler but seasonal in the high of 76. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the it's the Baylor Coaches Show with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. The Baylor Coaches Show moves to Wednesday, April 13th, live from Rudy's. Come join us then and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco, here on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
beginning Wednesday, January 19th, Helmet Aerospace in Waco will be holding a weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Helmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash Waco Careers or WacoHR at howmet.com. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. All right, 718, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Kansas all the way back to beat North Carolina and win the national championship, 72-69. to Did you see it coming? I mean, I, honestly, I, I would tell you, I thought, I knew that Kansas would have a run in them. You knew that was going to come. But did you see them coming all the way back and winning the game? I didn't. Not, not a at, chance. Not at not halftime. At, not at sixteen, right? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I thought, wow, this, this thing got out of control quickly. Kansas was not shooting the ball well. Uh, North Carolina was on a, a just a torrid pace. Um, and, and so you go into the locker room, and Bill Self did a great job of making some adjustments. Now, when they did come out and 
really exploded early in the second half, I thought, well, maybe they maybe they've got a little bit here can they can make it competitive. They overwhelmed them, didn't they? They did. I mean, they had them on their heels. And they I don't I don't think North Carolina really ever completely recovered from that. I thought when they come out and they, they started the second half with the alley-oop, I was like, okay, this is cute and all. Let's weather the storm. I think that's what got them started. Yeah, there ain't no doubt. I, I thought it would be like a, a two, three-minute max, uh, you know, where Kansas would really push it. But mm-hmm. I thought that North Carolina would withstand the, the, the pressure and then, you know, come back and, and jump on them. But that just wasn't the case. Kansas well, was not going away. No, what, what Kansas did, they attacked the basket. Absolutely. And that made the difference in, in everything, the, what they were doing, because – they when they slipped there in the first half, they were not attacking the basket. No. They came out, and that was a a point of emphasis for Bill Self to let hey, let's attack the rim, let's live up by the rim and see what happens, um, because that really frayed the defense for North Carolina. And boy, they 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 did not let up on attacking the basket at all. And it wasn't just from going inside. I mean, it was everybody Everywhere. was going to the hoop. Yeah, the whole game though was was interesting in that it was a, a lot of it was a game, except for they settled into the second half and, and really got after. It. But think about the start of the game: KU goes up seven nothing, then Carolina goes on an eighteen to three run, and, and you think, okay, well, you know, I think this, I think this deal's done. It's you know, it's it was a fifty what fifteen point game at halftime. It had gotten to sixteen uh, late in the first half. But the way that Kansas responded, uh, it wasn't just about the run. I think Ward's right. It wasn't just about the run. It was just how that run, not only the result of the run that KU went on, but how it felt. Again, I, I just at times I felt like Carolina was, was helpless. You know, they were flat-footed and flat-out helpless as, as Kansas just overwhelmed them. You know, get a steal, get a breakaway, get a slam. I mean, just all kinds of things like that. But to Carolina's credit, because it could have got ugly quick, but to Carolina's credit, they, they you know, they they locked it in and and turned that thing into turned it into just a flat out knockdown drag out there in the you know in the in the second half. And mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how you guys felt, but I just thought it was fun to watch. It was a lot of fun. I mean, you could feel the energy like through the TV. You, well, there's seventy thousand. It, it was insane, you know. And I, I think that I don't know. Kansas just really turned it up a notch in the second half, and it was like they were they were on a mission to to prove that they were the the best. The Big Twelve was the best, and they've come out and did it. I, I a lot of it had to do with Abaji, the way that he turned the corner there in the second half, and, and really. Started finding a little bit of rhythm. When he found his rhythm, oh, it, it was over. It, it was over. You, you could just feel that he had a lot of confidence. And there ensued the other four guys on the floor. When he's got confidence and he's in rhythm, they start gelling a little bit. And that's what happened with Kansas last night. But you're right. He started taking that ball to the bucket mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and got, it, got that thing rolling. Uh, Bill Self, after the game, talked about winning the national championship. You know, these don't these – don't fall off trees I mean they're they're hard to get and so first one we got and it was great and everything and we've knocked on the door since then but haven't been able to punch the ticket so to speak so uh, I, I think when you, when there's an all-time winningest program just by a slim margin though and when the inventor of the game was your first coach and when the likes of 
Adolph Rupp comes from Kansas and Dean Smith comes from Kansas and Wilt Chamberlain comes from Kansas, the expectations are such where being good is okay, but it's not enough. And so nobody's ever put pressure on me. We got to win another one. But I think I put pressure on myself knowing that this place deserves more than what we've won. What do you think? I, I, I thought he did an outstanding job last night. And, you know, he, he's one of the coaches in this game that gets it and, you know, understands that it it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And to be able to get back there, he's been able to get back time and time again. But, again, as he just said, haven't been able to reach the pinnacle, and they finally did last night. And it, it, it's special any time you're able to do that. Wilson with 15, McCormick with 15, uh, Obaji had 12. I mean, they had four players in double figures. But, you know, we talked yesterday that, you know, that, that both teams want to want to get up and down the floor, that this game could be played in the 80s. Uh, 72-69 was your final. And, again, I thought there was, you know, there was some – I thought both teams played really hard on the defensive end as well. I mean, they weren't just giving baskets away. They were flat getting after it. And I mean, there was bodies flying and, and you know, <laughs> players going down. And uh, it, it was heck of a game. I think for me, that, that North Carolina-Duke game and then following it up last night were two of the better basketball games I've seen in a long time. Uh, it, it, they were physical. And talk look, Brady Manick taking that elbow. Two. That, dude, that, if that's the NBA, they're bringing out like a, a CSI investigative team and stopping the game. It's It was ridiculous. And he just stays in there and keeps going. That was really impressive. And I know he was on the losing team, but, man, I mean, just what Baycott did for his basketball team, unbelievable. I mean, what, what was that, about his 50th double-double? It was ridiculous. I mean, it, he just, you know, he had 15 points. Uh, had 15 rebounds, including six offensive rebounds. They had so many second-chance points, it was ridiculous. And it was because of Baycott's able to go to the glass and control the glass. Mm-hmm. And, again, you know, I don't know if they win, if he's, you know, in those final 34 seconds. I know this, and I think both of you would agree, that North Carolina's offensive philosophy had to change in those last 34 seconds. Um, they had two possessions, and they were both. Very, they would have been very, very different if you'd have had him in the middle. Oh yeah, no, you go right down to him. Yeah, give him a shot, and and the way he went about it, uh, pretty impressive. But he, you know, man, he rolled that ankle again, and you're like, holy moly! And he was going to the bucket to do when he when he did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was making a move to the to the glass, and you know, could, just couldn't couldn't get there. Turned the ball over to Kansas, and, and I was surprised that Kansas didn't take advantage of that a little bit quicker yeah. because they set up the offense instead of, you know, they when had it was five, four on five. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I was surprised that they didn't just go right down the middle of the lane and say, Hey, let's see what we can do here. Because if you look, you go back and watch the film a little bit, everybody on North Carolina was not paying attention to the basketball. They were looking down the court at Baycock wondering mm-hmm. what was happening with him. I mean, it would have been an easy bucket for them if they had just attacked the basket at that point. And I thought it was a pretty good piece. I know we're up against the break, but I thought it was a pretty good piece of officiating. They let it they let it flow until it got to a point to where they went into a half-court set, and then they blew the whistle to go attend to. Well, and because he got up off the floor and tried to make an attempt. If he would have just laid down on the floor, they would have probably just let that play out. Well, I don't know. 
Uh, but when he tried to hobble back down to the other end. That's when they blew the whistle, and it was a great job officiating. Yeah, I mean, because they had gone, as you pointed out, they had gone into their half-court offense instead of attacking. Uh, all right, 727, and uh, we'll talk more about uh, about Kansas and in North Carolina. We'll do that coming up in our next hour, but I uh, want to get uh, Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports in here, get his thoughts on this, and a couple of other notes that uh, that we'll talk to Shehan about, and we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. So think about that. Those uh, really Baylor Athletics Iconics plays both happened in 2021. Both of them happened this past year. Best season in Baylor basketball history with the national championship. Best season in Baylor football history in 2021 with the Big 12 title and the Sugar Bowl win to top it off. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls? The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. I think I took my eye off the road for literally a split second, and uh, I crashed my car. About five minutes later, the officer showed up, started doing the field sobriety tests, read me my rights, and put me in the car. I spent $17,000. My freedom was taken away, you know, for that few couple of hours that you're having fun. I mean, it's going to affect you not only for a couple of years, but, I mean, more than likely for the rest of your life. I just hope nobody else makes the same mistakes that I did. Drinking and driving isn't worth the cost. Get a sober ride. Sponsored by the Texas Department of Transportation. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Kansas is the king of college basketball after a 72-69 win over North Carolina. Baylor University has agreed to a new 10-year contract with Athletic Director Mack Rhodes. Under his direction, Baylor became the first Big 12 school to win league titles in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball all in the same academic year. Baylor baseball on the road tonight at Dallas Baptist. First pitch is 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The McClendon softball team is once again ranked seventh this week. They sport the nation's leading hitter in Caitlin Long, who not only has the highest batting average, it also leads the nation in home runs and RBIs. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> All right, 732 if you're getting out and about this morning. Drive safely. Tom, Garrett, Ward, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a Tuesday morning edition of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. And we welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayaraja. Shehan, good morning. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Let's up. And I know we want to get your thoughts on the basketball game last night and what a terrific game it was. But let's begin with news coming out of uh, Baylor University, and let's start with uh, the uh, the contract extension for Mac Rhodes, and just your overall thoughts and impressions of the uh, the, the long term extension. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a it's a no brainer for Baylor. I think it's a huge deal to to lock him up long term. And I mean, think back. I mean, when he took over in 2016, I, I mean, they basically announced it during Big 12 media days, almost like backhandedly right like i mean it was it was a big surprise uh there was not a whole lot of fanfare about it and now six years later i mean there there are few athletic departments in the country that are rolling quite like baylor is right now so i think mac Rhodes has done an incredible job obviously made multiple hires in uh, in multiple different sports and seems to have hit on almost every one of them so I, I think that it's a no-brainer for Baylor. I think that, that that he's a huge part of why the athletic department has been so successful over the past five years. And, uh, you know, they, they said the thing, you know, this is the contract that should keep him in Waco for the rest of his career. And I think that that's, uh, that's exactly how everybody should want it. It's not a surprise, is it, Shaham, that uh... – that these championships and these and these terrific hires go hand in hand with with the director of athletics. Yeah, no question. I mean, I think that one thing that you hear a lot about in athletics is sort of the concept of alignment, right? It's it's having the coaching staffs, having the athletic department, having the university, having the board of regents all on the same page. And I think that Mac Rhodes is a huge part of that. You know, obviously, I, I think that also Linda Livingstone is is a big part of that, but. But Mac Rhodes, I think, has, is really somebody who has got everybody on the same page. And, and you look around the country, I mean, it's something that you can't take for granted, right? I mean, you, you look at even a situation like the University of Texas, historically, that's been a huge part of their struggles, is that there's so many people uh, trying to, I guess, kind of get their hands on, a, on everything that's going on. And I think that Mac Rhodes has done a great job of obviously raising money, of, of being forward-thinking, of making great hires, uh, and giving coaches what they need to succeed. So I, I think that definitely, you know, an athletic director can be a huge plus, uh, you, you know, if you get a really good one in there. And I think that Mac Rhodes has done a great job. 
Last night in the NCAA Championship, Kansas with a, an outstanding comeback, the biggest in NCAA history. What does it say about the Big 12 that they've had a team in that championship game the last three championships? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just a testament to how good this league has been, right? I mean, it seems like for so many years, I mean, dating back maybe even the last 10 years, you know, the Big 12 is rated as one of, if not the top league in the country based on stuff like Ken Palm and RPI and net rating and all that. And it hasn't necessarily delivered when it came to championships, but finally it seems like, you know, that that's kind of uh, started to happen, right? With Texas Tech in 2019 playing in the game and then Baylor and Kansas back to back. And and I got to say, you know, it's a little fitting to me that after 2020, when Baylor and Kansas were perhaps the two best teams in the country and they didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament because of COVID, it's fitting to me that, that Baylor and Kansas win the next two college basketball national championships because, you know, both of them really had a good chance of winning in 2020. So, I mean, the, the level of basketball right now is insane. And the other thing to point out, too, is that, you know, obviously with this new round of realignment coming in, the Big 12 is about to add Houston. And so if you look at the Ken Palm ratings, you know, the advanced analytic rating, Big 12 would have number two, number three, number four, and number seven teams in the country. So, I mean, this is such a good league, and, and I think it's only going to keep getting better. Shayhan, I kind of go with that. Uh, Flo Thamba announced he's coming back next year. So when you consider that and with going off of what you just said, does that put Baylor and maybe Kansas in a position again to have another Big 12 representative in the national championship next season? No question. I, I mean, I think that I think that if Baylor was healthy this year, right, I mean, you look at what North Carolina was able to do with a short bench, and I mean, you know, what what a what bad luck to get North Carolina in the second round of the tournament uh, as a one seed, right? I mean, that, that's just such bad luck. And obviously not having uh, Jonathan Shamwachachua, not having LJ Cryer. I mean, if, if Baylor is a healthy team this year, I think that they have a really good chance of playing in the national championship game. And so you look into next year, I mean, you get both those guys back. They should be healthy. You had Keontae George. He's one of the top five recruits in the entire country. You get Langston Love back. who's a top 40 recruit who missed this season with an injury. I mean, you just have so much depth. And like you mentioned, Flo Thamba coming back. You know, we'll have to wait and see on, on Jeremy Sohan. Um, but, you, you know, you'd think that he would probably leave. But I, I think that Baylor's going to be so deep at guard next year. And you look at what Baylor was able to do in 2021 because of the guard depth that they had, because they had three NBA-caliber guards on their roster. Hey, I think that 2022-2023 has a chance to be a roster kind of like that as well. So I, I think that there's a lot of reasons to be excited. And, and yeah, I definitely think that Baylor has a chance to, to make it back and win the whole thing next year. Spring football as uh, it continues in another uh, another workout for the Bears coming up uh, today. When you're when you're Dave Aranda and this staff, you you had a 12 win season. You won the conference championship. You you won the Sugar Bowl. What are the things that you're looking to get done in spring as far as these 15 practices? Yeah, I think that a huge part of it is just getting new guys reps. Right. I mean, getting guys who haven't played before some live action, because, you know, obviously we talk a lot about snaps during games and, and that kind of live action. But, you know, I mean, when, when you are going through practices, because you only get 15 of these things in the spring and, and 15 in the fall, uh, you know, you don't necessarily get a lot of opportunity to get your desk a lot of work. So I think that that's going to be the biggest thing this upcoming year, especially after losing a couple of key pieces like Jalen Petrie, like Terrell Bernard. 
I, I think that that's going to be a huge part is just getting a lot of guys rest, getting a lot of guys ready, getting your freshmen and sophomores especially uh, kind of integrated into the lineup. And then I think, you know, the other thing too, of course, is uh, getting your quarterbacks a little bit of a, of development, right? I mean, we've heard that obviously they're kind of opening up that battle. And so I, I think that it's really about trying to get your entire roster ready because the reality is, right, I mean, the difference between the good teams and the great teams of the country is depth, is having, you know, uh, is having players in a roster that kind of goes one through 85. And I think that this is a big opportunity for them to just kind of create the next in line so that they are prepared if there are injuries, so that they do have guys to replace some of these uh, key contributors in the secondary, for example. So I, I think that's the biggest thing is just getting guys ready and, and figuring out what exactly you have. Dave Aranda said he wants to name his starting quarterback coming out of the spring in today's college football. Is that kind of a slippery slope? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think it is, you know, to me, the way that I interpret kind of how he's handled this whole competition is basically, you know, they feel like Gary Bohannon's the guy, but Blake Shapin's done enough to deserve a shot at the throne, right? Like, I think that that's what it really feels like. And so we'll kind of see, obviously, in the, in the next couple of weeks, whether that kind of ends up being the case, right? I mean, because Gary Bohannon started every game that he was healthy this past season and, uh, and obviously led them to a great record. And so I, I do think that, um, that, based on the way that they are kind of handling things, that it does make sense. But, you know, and the other thing, too, that I think is at least a little bit helpful is that Gary Bohannon is a lot older than these other quarterbacks in the room, right? Like, he's, he's going to be a senior this upcoming year. This could be his last year on campus, as opposed to the other quarterbacks in the room. It's freshman and sophomore. So I don't think that, for example, if a starter is named, that means that Blake Shapin immediately jumps into the transfer portal or that Kyron Jones immediately jumps into the transfer portal. So I think that it helps from that perspective, just that you have that age gap as opposed to a bunch of underclassmen competing for a spot. But it is a little unusual, but I think that it's also pretty typical of Dave Aranda to be honest, be forthright, uh, to, you know, kind of want to do things in set time. And so I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Shayhan, looking at Houston, uh, when Alton McCaskill tears his ACL at the running back position, how big of a blow was that for the Cougars? And who do the, how do they go about replacing him? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a huge, huge deal. He was one of the best running backs in the country last year as a freshman. And, uh, you know, they were really excited about him when he came out of high school. He was a top 500 recruit from right in their backyard, and he contributed right away. And, and they've had running back talent before, but Alton McCaskill looks like he might be one of the best running backs they've had in a long, long time. So losing to an injury is a big deal. They did add a, a running back transfer from USC, uh, a former kid from Pearland. And so, you know, he's going to probably have a chance to come in and, and contribute right away. But it's hard to imagine that anybody's going to be able to kind of replace the production that, that Ultimate Castle had, you know, having double-digit touchdowns, uh, being like a real sort of workhorse back for them. You know, I think that Clayton Toon at quarterback is really going to have to step up for them. Obviously, they've got great receiver talent like Nathaniel Dell, but it does make their job, I think, a lot harder as an offense not having a workhorse back because he was such a huge part of their success last year. Talking with Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shahan, uh, is there any news on on Texas and Oklahoma and, or an update on when they might make the move over to the SEC? Not a whole lot right now, honestly. I mean, it's been pretty quiet on that front. I think 
you know, we, we've heard some reports in the past couple of weeks and months that, you know, maybe it'll be a little later than they thought because maybe some of these schools don't want to pay the, the you know, the, the potentially tens and tens of millions of dollars extra that an extra year would cost them. So, I mean, I, you know, for me, I've always sort of assumed that it's probably going to happen in 2023, but it could be 2024. You know, it, it could be a whole nother year after that. Um, we haven't heard a whole lot of movement on that front. Obviously, technically, Texas and Oklahoma are contracted through 2025, and and we haven't heard a, a whole lot about them raising huge amounts of money or, or making a lot of steps towards getting out of that contract. Because the reality is, you know, for these schools, they have to pay the equivalent of uh, of what they would have received in uh, in payments from television contracts as a buyout. So, I mean, if, if they leave. Four years early, I mean, you're paying probably like 160, 180 million dollars, and so you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot of urgency on their on their front to try to get out of it just because of the amount of money involved. Now, again, you know, anything can change any day. I mean, it, gosh, we've seen with Conference USA, which obviously a lot less money involved, but uh, you know, a lot of schools have have been like, no, we want to get out now. We're going to make it happen, and you know, so so maybe that happens at some point with Texas and Oklahoma. But I think the other thing, too, just to be quite honest, is that I think that Texas and Oklahoma also aren't rushing to get to the SEC while both of their programs are in a tenuous position. And obviously, Oklahoma has a new head coach, and Texas is coming off of a 5-7 and seven season. So it wouldn't shock me if they want to try to get their ducks in a row on the football field before they rush to try to make it to the SEC. Who has the most question marks in spring that they have to answer coming out of it? In the country? No, in the Big 12. I'm sorry. It, yeah, in the Big 12. Uh, you know, for me, I, I think that West Virginia is just kind of a mess right now. You know, the, they lost another great defender in Akeem Mesidor. Um, you know, he, he was a star for them last season. They've lost something like 20 kids to the transfer portal. They don't have an answer at quarterback. They're, you know, they're in the conversation with JT Daniels, the Georgia transfer quarterback, but, um, you know, they, they, I just look at that roster, and I don't know what there is to be excited about. You know, defensively, they've been pretty good the last couple of years, but offense has really held them back, and I don't see where the leaps are going to come on the offensive side of the ball for them to, to be able to kind of get things in order. So I, I really don't love what they're kind of looking at right now. And, and the thing is, too, I think that it's really in contrast to almost the entire rest of the Big 12. I mean, you know, TCU's maybe a, a school that, uh, that you don't know what they're going to do, but I, I do trust their coaching staff, which is new, to have a plan um, and, and to bring in guys to make sense. But I, I don't really know what the plan is right now at West Virginia. And uh, if they don't find somebody who can be a star for them long-term at quarterback, I, I just don't know what the future looks like for Neil Brown. You mentioned the, the new regime over at TCU, and that opened things up at SMU. When you look at the ponies and really Tanner Mordecai, this is going to be another system that he's going to have to learn. How do you see him faring uh, with Rhett Lachey, or is this something where you kind of get through the season and it's more so groom and Preston Stone to take over? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that the thing that you say about Rhett Lashley is that he has done a great job of creating offensive systems that are quarterback friends. That, and the other thing, too, obviously, is that he did not recruit Tanner Mordecai. He was a part of that process. But he, you know, his offense and his fingerprints were all over that program when he did leave for Miami. So, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge transition for either Rhett Lashley or for Tanner Mordecai. Uh, I do actually expect that they're going to be a little more run-based than, uh, than they were maybe this past year, especially getting T.J. McDaniel hopefully back. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that it's not going to be a huge transition. I think that he's going to be asked to do a lot of what 
uh, a lot of what he was asked to do last year. Now, the big question, too, though, is that I think that he has a legitimate quarterback battle on his hands with Preston Stone, the really talented uh, four-star kid who's uh, a redshirt freshman this upcoming year. I expect Mordecai to win that job, but I do think that uh, that things will probably open back up uh, from that perspective. But I, I do think that Tanner Mordecai will win that job. I think that he's going to be – Uh, Shayan, I think we're we're kind of losing your phone there. Just a second. Let, let's see if we can get one more question in real quick. Uh, it, it, I want to take you back to West Virginia. You you mentioned the wheels are kind of off there. It, it, the simple question is why? Did we lose Shay? Yeah, sorry, you cut out for a second. What's up? I was just saying uh, we were we were talking about uh, you. We we mentioned West Virginia and and what's going on there. And, and you know the wheels kind of off with with the program and Coach Brown. The simple question is why is that happening? Yeah, I mean I think that he just came in and it's he. I mean people forget he won ten games a year at Troy, which is a very difficult place to win. I, you know, he obviously did a good job offensively when he was offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. It just feels like they haven't had a unified sort of plan. And, and one thing that I think that you point to is that, you know, culturally, I mean, there are two guys who are – there are many guys who are more different than Dana Holgerson and Neil Brown in terms of putting together coaching staff, in terms of team culture, stuff like that. And so I do think that there is a little bit of fight in terms of, like, guys who maybe fit Dana Holgerson who are on the roster versus guys who might fit Neil Brown, who he's still trying to figure out a little bit. But, you know, I, I don't feel like they've had a unified plan. I don't think that they – I think that maybe offensively, you know, he came in and, and tried to do some things that, uh, that honestly, you know, from a, from a spread perspective, from an area perspective, like the Big 12 is made to stop a lot of what Neil Brown has wanted to do historically. And so I think that I think that you look at sort of the whole situation there, and, and I, I think that he just hasn't seemed necessarily uh, ready to evolve with the Big 12. So he's a good coach. I mean, I think that he has a chance to, to have a second act, whether it's at West Virginia or elsewhere, but, uh, but it just hasn't seemed to work out, and I, I don't know if it's too far gone at this point. Jayhan, thanks. Uh, what, do you got, uh, what do you got coming uh, in the, on CBSSports.com? Yeah, we got some articles coming out on some uh, some spring games and stuff like that, some previews. I've got something coming up on Texas A&M, hopefully on Thursday. So uh, so stick around and, and read it all on CBSSports.com. Shayhan, as always, thanks. We appreciate your time this week. Yeah, thank you for having me. Talk to you soon. Shayhan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. 7.50, 10 away from 8. Uh, the Bears football team gets a, uh, gets a commit, and we'll talk about that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday on the road taking on Dallas Baptist. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor DBU Baseball Tuesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. You know, honey, it's Scarborough Renaissance Festival time again. Really? You want to go this weekend? Sure, the kids love that place. Yeah. 
it's turning into a fun family tradition stepping back in time. Plus, Billy loves the birds of prey. And you know, Sarah can't get enough of those mermaids. Oh, let's not miss the jousting this year. <laughs> you got it, mister, because you know how I love visiting all those artisan shops. <laughs> Scarborough Renaissance Festival. Weekends now through May 30th. Get discount tickets today at srfestival.com. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. As the challenges of the pandemic continue, families in poverty are facing fears. They're afraid of hunger, of eviction, but they're not afraid of hard work. When even two jobs aren't enough, they find a way for their families. But when you give to the Salvation Army, you help their hopes outpace their fears. Just $25 a month helps families fend off homelessness. Keep hope marching on at SalvationArmyUSA.org. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Kansas is the king of college basketball after a 72-69 win over North Carolina. Baylor University has agreed to a new 10-year contract with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. Under his direction, Baylor became the first Big 12 school to win league titles in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball all in the same academic year. Baylor baseball on the road tonight at Dallas Baptist. First pitch is 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The McLennan softball team is once again ranked seventh this week. They sport the nation's leading hitter in Caitlin Long, who not only has the highest batting average, it also leads the nation in home runs and RBIs. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest. 7.54, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And, uh, Ward, uh, Garrett, some, some good news for, for Baylor football. Josh White, the uh, LSU linebacker, who had offers from UT, TCU, USC, Miami, Nebraska, and Colorado, has chosen to transfer from LSU 
to uh, to Baylor to play for Coach Aranda and and the Baylor Bears. Yeah, so this is a big get for Baylor. Uh, this is a kid who was a four star recruit coming out of Side Creek High School in Houston. Uh, he chose LSU because he wanted to play for Dave Aranda. Uh, obviously, LSU was coming off the national championship. Uh, this was a 2020 kid when he went in there. So the full expectations were go in, uh, learn from the best coach, the best linebacker coach in the nation, and and go on. But uh, Randa gets the opportunity to come to Baylor. Uh, and last year, um, he tore his labrum and missed part of the season at LSU and had an opportunity to come back and reunite with Coach Aranda. Uh, I think it's a great get uh, for Baylor. This is a guy who can really step in right now and compete uh, to be a starter on the team. I think he'll be a great addition. I, I mean, look, he had 347 tackles in high school, 47.5 for a loss, seven sacks. He was defensive player of the year multiple times. I think once you put him in this system, he's familiar with a lot of these guys because half of the staff has come from LSU. So it was really a homecoming for him in a sense. He uh, was ranked number eight as far as availability in the uh, transfer portal, according to The Athletic. And, and Ward, here's the, 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 the great thing for Baylor and for, for Jai. He, he'll have four years of eligibility to, to play at Baylor, so that'll be a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, anytime you can get somebody that's going to be longevity uh, in, in that situation, that, that's a good deal because that helps your depth uh, at, at whatever position that you're looking at that player coming in at. And the more years that you can have them, the better off you're going to be. All right, uh, so Josh White uh, is transferring to Baylor, and that is good news. And, and that announcement came yesterday via Twitter. Something new, <laughs> how these things work. Used to be you sat down at a table and you signed your name, but you know, now you, you know, you, and you'd have three or four hats laying out there, and you know, you'd grab the hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you just you, you you can put it on social media, and away we go. <laughs> It's convenient. It's a lot easier. <laughs> it's convenient. I thought I was going back with the golf carts. Just evolve a little bit. <laughs> Just play golf. <laughs> All right, 757. John's here. He's got today's Baylor Sports Speed program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat. Your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, big news involving Baylor's Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes, plus Baylor Baseball back in action on the road tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. 
Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. The announcement came yesterday of a 10-year contract extension with Baylor's Vice President and Athletic Director, Mac Rhodes. Mac recently named a two-time Athletic Director of the Year, and he continues to lead one of the most recently successful Power 5 programs in the country, this will allow Rhodes to complete his career at Baylor. Also, Baylor baseball in action tonight. The Bears on the road in Dallas to take on Dallas Baptist. It begins a string of road games this week. Here's Baylor assistant coach, Baylor pitching coach, John Strauss. Yeah, we're back on the road. Uh, Dallas Baptist, really good team. I think they're ranked. I believe they've got the number two RPI in the country, which is wow. Amazing. And then, you know, going to Morgantown, it's a tough trip. It's a long trip. It's going to be cold. I looked on the their stats today. Uh, they've stolen 98 bases in 27 games. I thought maybe that was a disprint. <laughs> so we're going to spend a little time today trying to make sure we're, we're controlling the running game. But uh, very formidable team, especially their ballpark. It's, it's not easy to win in Morgantown. John Strauss and Baylor baseball in action tonight in Dallas against DBU. On the air at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then it's on to Morgantown for three games this weekend. Games Friday at 5.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at noon Central Time right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor softball back in action tomorrow night at home, hosting Lamar at Gatterman Stadium. 6.30, first pitch tomorrow, the broadcast on 101.3 FM. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Interesting hire. Had a tremendous run, as you said. Very impressive. But that's funny, uh, Aaron. Did you say it went back to, like, 2012 through 2015? I find it interesting that these schools sometimes when they're kind of like, ah, who are we going to hire? They're like, well... Steve Prom was pretty good here, <laughs> you know, like seven, eight years ago. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Heard you're buying a car. I brought my calculator. Dad, I already used Capital One Auto Navigator. I found my car online and got pre-qualified instantly instead of all that. You know those things impact your credit score. Didn't impact my credit score, Dad. Now I'm going to the dealership for a test drive and to make the purchase. Hmm, sounds too easy. No, it's just easy. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash AutoNavigator. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. couple of minutes after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. 
as we move into hour two of the program. Greeny's coming up at nine this morning. John Morse will be here at three and Matt Mosley at four. And I believe we'll have to verify this through our sources. We'll have to get our sources on this one, Garrett. But I believe Matt Mosley is going to be live from over at Dallas Baptist University where DBU will host BU tonight in baseball. And we'll have it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right. Uh, Yesterday, Baylor University uh, announced that they've agreed to a new 10-year contract with Vice President and Director of Intercollegiate Athletics, Mac Rhodes. And uh, that that announcement coming from uh, President uh, Linda Livingstone. The uh, the contract, which was approved by Baylor's Board of Regents uh, yesterday afternoon, will allow the two-time Athletics Director of the Year to complete his career at Baylor University, and again, a 10-year deal. First of all, that's that's phenomenal. Ward, when you saw this and heard this yesterday, what was what was your first your first thought and your first take? I, you know, I good for Coach for Mac uh, because you know what he's done for Baylor is not short of phenomenal. Because remember, when he stepped through those doors, it, it was, was a mess. It was it was a s show. It was bad. And he took on a monumental task of trying to calm the waters, put the right people in place, find who's going to, you know, step in. He had an interim head coach uh, for football that, you know, and and I think that, you know, still hats off to Coach Grove for even coming in and and attempting (laughs) attempting to piece this thing together. I mean, it was was terrible. and then finding the guy to to come in, and then all of a sudden that door swings open, and he goes to the NFL, and he's all of a sudden trying to scramble and find the next guy. He he's able to do that. He has a national championship coach leave, uh, and, and is able to replace that. I mean, he in other sports as well. I mean, you know, those are just the big things that you look at and you go, well, he's done this, 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 and this, but he's also done a ton of other stuff to bring every athletic program on campus to, to heights that they've never been before uh, and, and finding the right people to surround himself with. I mean, it, it's an it's a outstanding job that Mac Rhodes has been able to accomplish here at Baylor, and he deserves every accolade he can get and every extension he can get as well. What were your thoughts? Uh, it was excellent. It was the the best thing that could have happened. I think when you look at his track record, uh, he's arguably the best uh, SI. I mean, best athletic director in the nation, hands down. Uh, and even going back to what we talked about the other day, if you look at the position he left Houston in, they are continuing to have success because of what he was able to establish there, and he's been able to carry that over to Baylor. Uh, Ward brings up a really great point about all of the hires that he's done. Uh, he's knocked it out of the park with every one of them. I think he could probably go to one that and bring questions up. But other than that, it, it's been phenomenal. Um, and when you go back to the football season, like we, with the landscape of the Big 12 changing right now, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Bowlesby was here week in and week out. We saw Bob Bowlesby more times in Waco this past year than probably he's ever been. Um, and it, it, to me, it was building that relationship with Mac, saying that we want Baylor, we want Oklahoma State to be the front runners, the faces of this new league. Uh, and to me, it all goes hand in hand, and I think it's just an ideal situation. Well, Ward brought up facilities. You yeah. got a new basketball arena coming under Max's direction. You got a new football facility that is that is going to 
take place under Mac's direction. But the thing for me that I took away is, you know, there, there was always that, that stigma. Hey, a private school can't compete. Private school can't compete. You know, they don't have the funds. They don't have the fan base. They don't have the alumni. They can't compete. Well, they put that to rest on a number of fronts. Not only can they compete, you got national championships in, in men's and women's basketball. You got national championships in, in acrobatics and tumbling. You got, uh, you got a football team that won a Big 12 title. You got a football team that, that, uh, that, that won a Sugar Bowl. And, and, and you mentioned those two football coaches, Ward. Could they, be, could they be any different, Matt Rule and Dave Aranda, but yet, Mac Rhodes has found a way to to find the right guy at the right time, and they may be different kind of guys. But he he didn't say this is the kind of guy I have to have to be the football coach here, because if he if if that would have if if Matt if if Matt Rule would have been the model that 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 Mac Rhodes went by, I don't, he wouldn't even interview Dave Aranda, much less hired him. So he he. He, he, he went into the search with a completely open mind about things and, and, and knew that I, I think is, you know, a lot of it had to, has to do with the character of, of Coach Aranda, but he, he just, Mac went in with an open mind about this thing. And the other thing that it proves to me is, yes, you can compete. Private schools can compete on the, on the field, but they can also compete in, in the athletic arena. You can hire good coaches. At, at Baylor University and at other private schools, you can hire athletic directors. Penn, hey, look, there, there was conversation that Penn State was was you know kind of sniffing around and seeing the in measuring the interest level of Mac Rose and 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 Dr. Livingstone and the Board of Regents said, you know what, we're stopping this right now. This is our guy. We want this guy, and we want we love the direction that he's leading. Not only the entire athletics department. And we're going to make sure that he's going to continue to lead the athletic department for a long time to come. I think one of the most impressive things for me when you look at the the hirings that Mac has done is he's not going out and making splash hires. He's finding the right fit. Uh, you know, and I think in a lot of situations we see ads fold under pressure um, and make bad hires that just because they look good, you know, and. At the end of the day, Mac's not worried about that. He he knows what he has in mind. He knows what's best for this university across the board. And him and Linda Livingstone, hand in hand, are have taken this university to a whole new level. It, it's it's impressive. And again, you know, there was there, as Ward pointed out. Uh, I mean, in a, in a lot of areas within the athletic department, Ward, the thing was was off the rail and in the ditch. And he not only drug it out of the ditch, uh, but He's he's got it on a fast track to the top, and again, it's pretty impressive. Well, you make a good point too. The difference in between Aranda and 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 having the idea of I you know I, I think Mac went into it saying saying look we're gonna open this thing up and find the right guy that's the right fit, but he also I I think he had enough forethought and he, he's smart enough to look around the league and go. Wait a minute. The landscape of this league is changing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's starting to talk defense. Maybe I should talk defense and get a defensive-minded guy in here that can make a difference when this league, if this league does flip, which it has, to play better defense than it ever has before. It's not about how many snaps I can get on offense and and how many things I can do. It's can we get off the damn field 
and keep people from scoring. And so he went and got a defensive-minded guy in Aranda and, and the right guy that was the fit for what he had on campus right now. And I think it's it's worked superbly for the Bears. I agree. I I, I, I agree. And, again, you know. When you, Not many people will go out there and get a defensive guy in the Big 12 before. That, nope. that wouldn't even been a thought. Go get a defensive coordinator for a head coach in the Big 12. And one who's you, never coached before. Yeah. Are you nuts? I mean, he's been a coordinator. Yeah, but I mean, a head but, coach. But never been a head coach. I mean, he, again, and then if if you, you know, I don't know what your vision of a football coach is, but, you know, the it couldn't be any different, Coach Rule mm-hmm. and, and Coach Aranda. Uh, and Coach Aranda's, you know, in, in his second years had the success that, you know, that this program was looking for. And, and look, the first year you come in, and you got all the COVID protocols to deal with. I don't even know how you get on the field and, and organize, but you know they they you know quote muddled through and and you know and but in that second year, wow, and yeah. and look, I, I I'm out there every day with when they have practice, and to hear him talk and to hear some of the other people talk, uh, they feel pretty good about where they're where they're at right now. You know how does that equate to wins? Uh, you know in the fall, who knows. But I know this, they like where the football program is is and is heading. And that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And and all that starts with the leadership and the direction of of Mac and, and, and his in his and his staff. I mean, it, it obviously one person doesn't lead the you know the deal, but he's the leader of a group of, of outstanding people that are that are getting things done. And you know, I've been around here a long time. This I guarantee you this is the most collective success that uh that this university's had in a long time i yeah. mean it, it, probably ever, ever. Prob- yeah it is ever it is i mean you know when you when you realize what what they've accomplished and in and where it's at and where it's going and it's not just a fluke it's not hey we you know we we had this one year where we jumped up and did some mm-hmm. things it's 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 a consistent program and product so, uh, good stuff. All right. Uh, it's 8-13. We're 13 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get a check of the weather forecast. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Get ready for a very hot day here across our area. Matter of fact, with all the sunshine today, we should top out at 92 degrees, which will be a new record, breaking the old record of 90 set back in 1967. Clear skies tonight. We drop to 57, and then tomorrow with the front moving through, mostly sunny skies, but it will be cooler but seasonal and a high of 76. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather recently on game time from cbsports.com Raja. you know obviously they did lose their head coach lincoln riley uh, but it's more than anything else I mean, they've got lost at so many key positions they've lost their quarterback their leading rusher their leading tacklers they're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions and then on top of that they're going to be running a different defensive system and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point game time Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here 
and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo. Expo Center in Belton. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and Versalift Southwest. Eight seventeen, seventeen minutes after eight o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us again. Uh, Greeny's coming up at 9 o'clock today, and then at 3 this afternoon, it's the John Moore Show. He'll have Brittany Sneed, Newman on the program, the uh, Baylor softball pitching coach. And also on the show this afternoon will be Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. We were just talking about Commissioner Bowlesby and uh, his relationship with you know the, the university, so that's interesting. So Bob Bowlesby will be on the program with John this afternoon. Matt Mosley will be talking Cowboys and, and Baylor at uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, national championship game last night. Circle back around to that. Jayhawks win it over uh, Carolina 72-69 in New Orleans. Uh, 
I mean, can you imagine what it was like to play in that atmosphere? There was 69,000 and some change uh, in, 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 that, uh, in the arena. Same arena that Baylor wins the Sugar Bowl in back in January. Uh, just, just a crazy, crazy atmosphere. But, I mean, what a great night. For, for college athletics. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I think when you look at really in that second half, it, it, that's when the energy really picked up. And you could, it, from my perspective, you could really tell the game amplified and from the crowd-wise. And I think that really also benefited Kansas. You know, you feel that momentum getting behind you. Everybody's getting excited. So I think it definitely became a factor. But at the end of the day, uh, you just got to take care of business in the paint. And that's what Kansas was ultimately able to do. Ward Obaji was named the most outstanding player. Was he the most outstanding player? Uh, I yeah, probably so. He was the most critical to his team because I think, uh, again, when when he got into rhythm, it got everybody on the Jayhawks into rhythm and, and kind of turned the corner for them to to get to be able to everybody start slashing toward the basket and getting to the cup and and making some plays. I, I think it rested on him more than anybody else. How about you? I think look. North Carolina did a good job of completely eliminating him in the first half. And if it wasn't for Obaji kind of sparking that and getting more people involved, I don't think Kansas has that run to come back. So, yeah, I can see how he earned it. And you're going to always – well, not always, but 99.9.9% of the time you're going to take it from you, – you, the winner of that award is going to be from the winning team. But, man, I don't know how you overlook Baycott and, and what he did – not only in the Final Four, not only in the championship game, but through the entire tournament. I mean, this guy was a beast. Uh, again, last night, even on a gimpy ankle, 15 and 15. I mean, and, you know, he had six offensive rebounds that led to, you know, that led to, I think they were, I think the one stat they did dominate is second chance points. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, they, you know, and it was, it's based off of what he was able to do in the middle. Uh we saw him up close and personal, guys, in, in, at Dickey's Arena, and, and you knew right then and there, this guy is the real deal. No, it is, and that's another good point you bring up about Dickey's Arena. How ironic is it that these two teams came out of that bracket? You come out of that Fort Worth regional to make it here. Yeah, out of the east. Uh, uh, now, now, remember, Kansas came out of the Midwest, uh, but the Midwest and the east were, you know, those sub-regionals were both played in Fort Worth, that's a great point. If you remember that first weekend, Kansas had to wait around not once but twice. Yep. They had a double overtime game and then an overtime game that they had to wait on to, to, to play their their particular games. But, uh, yeah, and, and how about Hubert Davis, guys? It, Ward, you, again, I, I refer to you a lot on, on these deals because you've been in the coaching profession. But here's a guy that's taking his first head coaching job. Mm-hmm. And not only is it, is it his first head coaching job, but it's at his alma mater and is replacing Roy Williams for Pete's sake. Where, you know, what are the expectations, in, in, you know, with North Carolina basketball? Uh, and then they got off to the slow start. What a job he did to rally his team and, you know, and get them where they had, you know, they're 30 seconds away from winning a national championship in his first year. Well, just to, to know that he's got to get them to having fun, and that's the biggest thing that he was able to do and get across to this team is, hey, just go out and have fun. Quit trying to do too much. And when they did that, they became a better basketball team, and they started sharing the ball more and, and doing things that 
you know, good basketball teams do. And, you know, it, you're right. What a job for him to be able to – who would want to say, hey, here's the keys to this. Have fun driving it. You know, <laughs> I mean, good grief. He had a lot of things, you know, in motion that he had to try to, to pull together, and he did a great job. Just like the, the interview – uh, that they did on the sidelines with him during that timeout. And, and then all of a sudden, North Carolina kind of fed off that. They they either heard him or saw him or whatever, and that's when they kind of exploded and made their little run there uh, after that interview because he was animate and excited and, and what, ready what to roll. He, what was he repeating? What did he say? Uh, not, not the game is on. I, I can't remember what he was saying, but he kept repeating it to her uh, to, to – uh, Tracy Wolfson, who was d- doing the interview, and, and and yeah, I mean, heck, I was ready to you know to run through a wall for him, and and you know we're sitting in Waco, Texas. I mean, he he kind of had me jazzed up uh, after the game. He talked about what uh, being in this championship meant. Well, I did. You know, I I, I said that you know, I, and I told them this after the game that my desperation for them to have those experiences in a Carolina uniform was very important for me. And I was very thankful that I feel like this year they were able to have a, not just, they were able to have a number of experiences that they could grab on and to lean on and to smile about. Um, the thing that I shared with them in the locker room is along the way, as they were experiencing it, they were giving me more stories and testimonies and memories by just having a front row seat to be around them. And so um, I, I said before that, you know, I can't remember a time in my life where I should be disappointed, but I'm just filled with so much pride. I'm so proud of these guys, of what they have done for themselves individually as a team, the way that they have represented our university, this program, our community. I can't ask for them to do any more than what they have done, and I am I am extremely proud of each one of them. What an incredible message after a loss. If you're after a, that loss, if, I mean, you, you just lost the national championship. Who knows if you're ever back again? But what an incredible message. I, I know if, if I'm a recruit and I hear that, that's a dude I want to go play for. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I think, what, you know, I, for lack of a better term, what an incredible message that he had for, for his team. Uh, and Ward, you know that when you go to the podium as the as the losing coach, you want to be anywhere but there. Mm-hmm. And then he sits down at that podium and delivers that message. Uh, Tario basketball's in pretty good shape. Oh, no um, doubt. There's no doubt that you know he he's got the right attitude, and you know he's got the right coaches around him. He's got the right players, and. You know, Garrett's right. He's he's going to have players knocking on his door saying, hey, coach, I want to play here. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right, uh, 826, 26 minutes after 8 o'clock. So that will put a bow and a ribbon on college basketball. Uh, guys, I, I got, you know, I know that Baylor didn't get where they wanted to go, but I the whole thing in in totality, what a great year. It was a hell what of a year. F- what a fun year, too, to, to cover this stuff and, and, and see these games. I mean – Look, I know they lost, but I'll go back to that Carolina Baylor game and tell you that you know, I I, I was driving home and just I was still jazzed about watching those young men lay it all on the line. I I just I can see Jeremy Sohan it laying on the ground right there in front of us, 
Uh, every time I turned around, I mean, he was not going to be pushed around. I mean, it was <laughs> – what a great game that was. And, and, you know, I was thinking about it last night. I wonder in a timeout if if Hubert Davis looked at his team and went, hey, look, we've done this before. We, we, I mean, we've been in the same position just a couple of weeks ago. I wonder if if, the, if that conversation came up at all. I mean, it might have, but I think – I think it's in the back of everybody's mind. It's one of those things that you probably don't even have to say. They just know it. Yeah, good know point. It. Yeah, you, you know, hey, been there, done that, and got a T-shirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, terrific season, a lot of fun, and uh, we'll do it again next year and get ready. So there you go. All right, uh, 827, and uh, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to uh, talk some Iowa State Cyclone football. We're going to do that with uh, Nick Olson. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. But right now, got to tell you about uh, our friends over at the Brokerage House. You can sell your house in five days. That's right, five days or less. And if you don't, then the Brokerage House is going to buy it from you for a price that you agree upon. Uh, Look, if you're you're in the market to sell your home, contact Aaron Ryan and the folks at Brokerage House Realtors. The Brokerage House and Aaron have a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers on your home. If you want to know more? 5 days to sold.com. That's 5 days to sold.com or you can call Aaron and his staff at 817-812-2978. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball back in action Wednesday at Getterman Stadium hosting Lamar. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Lamar softball Wednesday from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here.
here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The college basketball national title will remain in the Big 12. Kansas beat North Carolina 72-69 in the NCAA Tournament Championship game last night in New Orleans. Baylor University has agreed to a new 10-year contract with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. Under his direction, Baylor became the first Big 12 school to win league titles in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball all in the same academic year. Baylor baseball on the road tonight at Dallas Baptist. First pitch is 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. MCC remains number three in this week's JUCO baseball poll. Rain and Houston stopped their game against San Jacinto after six innings yesterday with the Gators on top 7-2. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. 832. We can continue our tour around the Big 12, talking spring football. We welcome into the program Nick Olson from Iowa State 247 Sports. Nick, good morning. Appreciate your time. Hey, what's what's the biggest challenge facing Coach Campbell and the Cyclones this spring? Hey, good morning, guys. There's uh, There's kind of a lot of you know, potential challenges in front of them. I would say mostly returning, you know, kind of not only a lot of talent, but also leadership that the team is going to lose likely to the NFL draft after probably the best class in school history. Does does this offense run through Xavier Hutchinson since he's decided to stay? And, and if so, how does this offense look for the Cyclones? Yeah, he's definitely likely to be the focal point. Uh, from what I've seen, I've been really impressed with the new quarterback, Hunter Decker. So I do think as much as the team is losing, I think that this quarterback might have a bit of a higher ceiling than Purdy, at least in terms of athleticism, you know, arm strength. So it's going to be different. I think there are going to be more designed runs for the quarterback. I think it's going to be very run-oriented early on just to kind of figure out the chemistry. But Hutchinson absolutely going to be like a major factor, and from what I've seen, he looks as good and, and and as ready to play as possible at this point. What's the pressure like for him? I mean, it, when you when I think of Iowa State football, Brock Purdy's the number one quarterback that comes to mind. The only other quarterback I can really think of is Seneca Wallace. How does that? How does he Decker's adapt to the pressure? Yeah, I think he's ready for it. Honestly, I mean, he's been here a couple years. You know, obviously he learned a lot. From Purdy, like you mentioned, you know, they're losing Brees Hall. So some true legends of the program. 
But I think that the whole team is behind him. I know that the staff has been very impressed with him, not only, you know, on the field, but his leadership as well. Confidence is very high. And I think he knows they're not necessarily expected to win, you know, 10 to 12 games like the class did two years ago. But there are pretty high expectations for him. And and quite honestly, I think he's ready for it. I'm going to take you off the field a little bit. Uh, Every year it seems like Matt Campbell's name comes up with – some of these jobs, how, how does that affect the football team when they hear every seem, seemingly every year that Matt Campbell's name is popping up? Yeah, it's really interesting. He's been one of the hottest, you know, names the last two or three years, obviously even before I got here. But what I've kind of gathered is even at times, you know, when there may have been a lot of interest for him outside of it, he has seemed very, you know, dedicated, loyal, not only to the kids, but to the program kind of, building this stability for it and and i've seen firsthand how involved he still is in the recruiting class so i think it actually although at times may be a little difficult i don't think it's quite as hard as i would anticipate just because he doesn't seem to have lose you know kind of his, his focus or kind of his head about things with where this program should be right now cyclones lost Brees hall last year or this coming year he will not be in that running back room but it- how is the running back room right now for the Cyclones? Is it a strength or does it need some help? Yeah, it's actually going to be a major strength. I mean, from what I've seen outside of maybe some of the defensive backfield, it might be the biggest strength of the team right now. They're returning Jirel Brock, who was obviously behind Brees Hall, but has several years of experience behind him. Really good back that just kind of hits the hole with a lot of burst and couple stud freshmen, including Cartavius Norton, a true freshman, maybe the best runner on the team, just a punishing runner, breaking tackles right and left at practice. I think once these guys kind of get a clear, you know, one, two, three, it's going to be a real strength for Iowa State's offense and something that they can build around while Deckers is still getting comfortable in the system. Nick, you mentioned the secondary there. When you look at this defense, they ranked third overall last year in the Big 12. Do you expect the unit to take a step forward, step back, or what are the expectations for the defense as a whole? I would say potentially a, a minor step back just because they're they're losing some major talent, especially at the linebacker position, Mike Rose, a defensive tackle as well. But they're returning a lot of guys. I foresee probably you know two or three NFL draft picks. Uh, Johnson's moving to safety. Orion Vance is back. Will McDonald, one of the best players really in the country on defense. So I think there's still going to be a stout defense from what I've seen at practice so far. Defense is definitely ahead of the offense, which, you know, can be expected early in the season, early in spring ball. But I do expect that to be, you know, if not better than the offense come this season, at least a building block for the 2022 team. When you look at this defense for the Cyclones, is this an imperative season that they have to take that next step just because of what the Big 12 is leaning toward uh, in the future with defense being an emphasis? Yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say. And, you know, kind of my conversations with the staff and uh, press conferences and stuff, I I think that there is a major focus on the defense from within. I, I think it's definitely a positive that, much of the leadership returning is on that end. Like I mentioned, guys that aren't afraid, you know, to call teammates out, to put the pressure on their fellow Cyclones. But again, I think they're ready for it. I think that there's a reason that it looked as good as it has the couple practices that we've seen. I think that there's potential NFL talent all over. And 
you know, they return much of the defensive staff as well. And I think that's going to be a major positive, including obviously defensive coordinator, John Haycock, who, you know, there were rumors about him maybe moving on to Notre Dame or, or a team like that, but he stayed too. So I think that, you know, this team is ready. There's going to be some pressure on the defensive end, but I think that it's going to be the more consistent unit this year. I really do. Nick, it's always interesting to see how coaches go about uh, handling spring practices regarding is it open for the fans, is it closed off. Uh, Iowa State elects to open theirs up. What does that – how how is the fan base um, – uh, what does that do for the fan base coming in and have an opportunity to watch the Cyclones and get excited uh, before the season gets underway? Yeah, it's a really great thing, especially because it isn't necessarily always the case for Iowa State. They haven't had, you know, a spring game for a few years. They don't even – normally have these open practices. So I think it's a chance not only for the fans to, you know, kind of see firsthand and get involved, but also continue to build this momentum and this culture that's been there a few years, right? Even though they're losing, I would gather four or five draft picks at least this year. It's a way for the team to still get really excited with the fan base behind them in the upcoming season, obviously wins and losses probably weren't where they should have been last season. And this year could be comparable, but, yeah, I think it does a lot for them. It lets them see some work, you know, kind of behind the scenes. The team is still a fixture right in front of their eyes. And, you know, it's just another opportunity to get excited so early in the year, you know, well before fall season comes around. How has the success on the field started trickling over into the recruiting? And who are some of the top recruits that Iowa State is looking at or maybe some of the guys who have been on campus as of late? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question that it has had a really positive effect i mean obviously you know with with 24 7 we do a lot of recruiting and so they just had their best recruiting class of the 24 7 sports ranking era coming in uh one guy that's already on campus that i've been very high on is wideout greg Gaines. he's a four-star wide receiver i expect him to get some major run this season and honestly probably a future pro talent and i think locally it's had a lot of effect as well you know obviously iowa has has kind of been the main, you know, fixture here in the state for a long time. And, and Iowa State has really battled for a lot of top recruits, you know, winning some, gaining kind of a lot of momentum locally. And, and I expect the 2023 class to be really strong for Iowa State as well. You know, look, we, we, we're talking football and the success they've had there, but we can't overlook the success that the Cyclones had on the hardwood this year. And then yesterday you pick up the addition of uh, Temple transfer guard Jeremiah Williams. What led him – to Iowa State, and what impact can he have on the Cyclones next season? Yeah, I think that he just absolutely loves, you know, the staff of Iowa State. Obviously, Otzelberger, you know, assistant coach J.R. Blunt, like they did a really nice job recruiting him, kind of like football. There's this, there's this touch of the culture here, right? And what you can expect from him on the court, he's willing to do really all the, all the dirty work on both ends. I mean, he's a lockdown defender especially one-on-one, but can guard one through four. Decent passer, can finish at the rim, has to work on shooting a little bit, but he'll just continue to add to, you know, some of that defensive base that the team obviously had this year getting to the Sweet 16, and he'll provide some handles and playmaking as well. I mean, he's, he's got size. I'm pretty excited to see how he kind of fits in the Cyclones roster. Hey, what are you working on for, uh, for 247 Sports? It's a big week for recruiting. Uh, some major major targets are going to be in town. I expect a, a pretty big commitment in the next couple of weeks. So a lot of football recruiting. Uh, 
we were all over the new basketball player yesterday and, you know, hoping to do some major podcasts with some of these potential draftees with Iowa State as well in the next couple of weeks. So it's been busy, but yeah, really, you know, good, fun time kind of in the quote unquote off season right now. It's Cyclone Alert. He is uh, Nick Olson. And Nick, as always, man, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate you guys. Have Thank a great so one. Much. It, uh, it is 842, 18 away from 9 as we uh, continue taking you around the Big 12 and looking at spring football. And, again, the Bears have another spring practice coming up today. And it's an early practice, mm-hmm. uh, Garrett, uh, uh, because of uh, some festivities on campus and all that good stuff. So the, it's an early practice. And, I think you're going to be out there for that. So should be a lot of fun. All right, uh, 18 away from 9. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. By the way, I think it's Saturday the 23rd. Is that right? Saturday is the 23rd. Baylor will have their spring football game, and we'll give you more details on that as we get those. So keep that in mind. 17 away from 9. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Baylor Coaches Show with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. The Baylor Coaches Show moves to Wednesday, April 13th, live from Rudy's. Come join us then and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco, here on ESPN Central Texas. You know what would be weird? You go over to your buddy's house and he invites you into his bedroom and says, Hey, have you seen my bed? And then he proceeds to take all the covers off his bed, looks at you with no shame and asks you, Do you like what you see? Um, awkward. It's the same thing with your truck. A bare bed is an awkward form of truck nudity, and it should be stopped. Now, our lawmakers aren't going to do anything about it, so Pickup Outfitters has decided to take the initiative. In the month of April, all solid bed covers are $250 off when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. You heard right. $250 off all solid bed covers in April. Folding, rolling, retractable, lid style, all $250 off. It's in celebration of our 25th anniversary, but it's also to help you from being that weird guy who wants to show everyone his bed. $250 off solid bed covers in April when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Here Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystoso.com. That's 5 days to so.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The college basketball national title will remain in the Big 12. Kansas beat North Carolina 72-69 in the NCAA Tournament Championship game last night in New Orleans. Baylor University has agreed to a new 10-year contract with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. Under his direction, Baylor became the first Big 12 school to win league titles in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball all in the same academic year. Baylor baseball on the road tonight at Dallas Baptist. First pitch is 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. MCC remains number three in this week's JUCO baseball poll. Rain and Houston stopped their game against San Jacinto after six innings yesterday with the Gators on top 7-2. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us on this uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, baseball coming up tonight. This will be fun. Have you have you ever been on on DBU's campus? I've not. done I've done several games there. It's a great ballpark. Beautiful, beautiful campus, by the way. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it uh, it's. It, I'm trying to think of the name of the ballpark, uh, but uh, it, in it's. Kind of had a little revamping, and it's a field turf surface, and it's uh, man, it's it's a, it's a nice ballpark. It really is, as as Ward mentioned, and this will be a lot of fun as Baylor takes on Dallas Baptist uh, uh, in in a non conference game before the Bears move on to West Virginia to take on the Mountaineers. So tonight it'll be Baylor at sixteen and eleven against DBU. They're seventeen and ten, and uh, and they're out of the Missouri Conference. And I'm telling you, Dan Heefner is a terrific, terrific coach, and and he he specializes, Ward, as you know, in, in hitting, and, and they'll, uh, they're going to they're gonna be an offensive club, I promise you. And the way the ballpark is laid out, uh, it's conducive to offense. So uh, that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. 6.30 tonight at Horner Ballpark on the campus of DBU, 6.15 for the broadcast, and again, I believe that our good buddy Matt Mosley is going to be there with uh, the afternoon show as uh, – he uh, gets everybody ready for DBU and BU in baseball. As y'all are way more in tune with baseball than I am. So what makes these smaller schools like the DBUs, your Pepperdines, and then what makes them so good at baseball where some programs like at bigger schools struggle with it? I don't know. For me, I just think sometimes there's more good players than there are places to play. And you're able to recruit good players to your place. And – there are really there's a ton of good and, and look, I'm gonna tell you, look at your junior college ranks, Ward. You know this. I mean, right across town over at McLennan, Mitch Thompson's they've got a terrific club. A terrific club of quality players that can play at the next level and will play at the next level. A lot of them. You know? Uh there's just really good baseball. And there's a you know, and again, I I, I say it all the time. I think sometimes there's more players and there's places to play. And so you're able to recruit, you know, good good people. And they're in the Missouri for DBU, they're in the Missouri Valley, which is a good baseball league. You know, and, and they're gonna they're gonna compete at a high level. 
Well, that's part of it, being able to compete at a high level, get seen, and, and be in that circle of friends or circle of teams that, you know, are going to be there time and time again. Uh, that's part of it. The, the scholarships are just not available. Uh, and so, you know, good players are being picked up because they can get scholarships at the smaller schools because they're available because the bigger schools don't have enough to give out. I mean, they just don't. And so, you know, they reserve theirs for, you know, that second tier to where they can go in and, and get those good players. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, some of those guys in, in baseball, they want to go to a place that that has a a track record of, of being able to to win some games, get some eyeballs on them, and, and maybe, just maybe, get them an opportunity to play at the triple or double A level. And, you know, that's that's the goal for a lot of these guys, and it's the dream being able to stay alive. And more than anything else in base or any other sport, baseball, they're able to go get those guys, one, because the big scholarships are not available everywhere. There's just not a ton of them there. And so they can recruit their area and get those really good players in their area to be able to stay close to home because the tuition is more reachable for right. those players at those universities to be able to stay closer to home, maybe live at home, you know, in, in some cases, uh, and go to school at that campus. So that, in turn, helps it a lot. There's 11.7 scholarships in, at the Division One baseball level. I would venture to say nobody has a full ride because you right, just yeah. can't do that and build your ball club. Uh, so you're giving percentages and things of that nature. And I think now if you if I think you have to give at least twenty five percent if you give any. Uh, and so you're 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 spreading the wealth, if you will, of those scholarships. I think first of all, I think it's ridiculous that you only have eleven point seven yeah. in Division One college baseball. You look how many pitchers you had to have to play a weekend series. Really good point. And, and you only have eleven point seven now. And again, we could spend all day with this. Here's the one area where sometimes those private schools and those state schools, it's apples and oranges. Because if I give Ward 25% to go to, to Baylor and I give you 25% to go to Texas Tech, uh, That's you both owe yeah. 75%, but Ward 75% is probably going to be a little bit more than your 75%. Get it? Oh, yeah. And that's that's a lot of it is finding the, the player – who who has the wherewithal to to come to your your institution? It, it it is a different dynamic when it comes to recruiting players when you're only giving partial scholarships. Okay. So I mean, we could spend a week on this, uh, and it's wrong. I mean, it, it, but that's the way it is in, in college baseball, and, and it has been that way for a while. All right, eight fifty three. <laughs> Just thought we would talk a little college baseball, Baylor and DBU, and here we go. Seven away from nine. Uh, And, and again, there is a press conference uh, later today uh, with Tiger Woods. I think it's at 10 o'clock this morning Mm -hmm. uh, from Augusta. Does he say yay or nay today? I mean, he's got to decide today or tomorrow. I think he waits till tomorrow. You're not going to see. I don't think you'll see anything. Because what was his quote? Game time decision? Yeah, he wants another practice round. Yeah. I think he won't find out till tomorrow. All right. Well, so, but uh, I guess he talks about how pretty the golf course is at 10. <laughs> but uh, what what was the quote from Freddie Couples? He was phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's one of the it's one of the fun events, uh, the Masters. And, and I think it's, I just, 
there's just a little what'd you say electricity or something to that effect when when he's in the field mm-hmm. and i think it i think look it sells tickets it has eyeballs on television sets he he's he he's just that guy i mean they were talking about tiger on the putting green yesterday and just how many people were around the putting green watching him just putt it's insane it, it is absolutely insane and and you know he played nine holes yesterday and you know the 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 they said the galleries it looked like a sunday afternoon uh, you know that and it was it was monday and he was playing a practice round with with a couple of his buddies so uh it, that's what he brings to to the sport it's it's amazing so Uh, Again, press conference at 10 o'clock. We'll see if anything comes out of there. All right, that is going to do it for us on this uh, Tuesday morning. Again, John Morris is coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and he's going to have Brittany Sneed-Newman, the uh, Baylor softball pitching coach on the program, as well as Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12. That'll be interesting. Uh, We'll have that uh, at 3, and then Matt Mosley is at 4. Have yourself a great day. For Ward and for Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again in the morning, bright and early at 7 a.m.